What's going on, brother? What's up, Mark? Hey, we're back once again, man. The Middle Cross Podcast. Welcome, everyone. The Haywood Baptist Hour. Is it the Haywood Baptist Hour? It is. You got to make sure you say Baptist right, though. Baptist. There you go. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, you get the little... (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, man. Welcome back. Uh, Mark Gaylor here uh, with, as always, my good friend, not even a co-host, just a host, J.P. Bard. It's good to be here, too. Man. And, um, of course, we've got to remind everybody what uh, this podcast is actually about. Applying We're, all the gospel to all of life. To all of life. And then uh, other times just, like, cutting up and being nonsensical. Yeah. Hey, do you want to hear a joke, J.P.? Okay. Tell me a joke. My GPA. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it, it's a joke. It's a joke. Yeah. Mark, how is uh, seminary studies going? Man, you know, they're pretty good. Um, biology is kind of kicking my butt. It is? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I want to be a minister. Why do I have to know <laughs> biology? Ugh. But um, other than that, man, it's it's going pretty good. Uh, life in general is going pretty good. Uh, shout out to Bailey. How are Again. you, sir? <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> How are you, JP? How's life, too. How, how's life going for you, bro? Life is going good, especially now that I got to see you wearing a cardigan this morning. Let me tell you one thing right now, dude. I underestimated how comfortable cardigans are. You're just like, you're rocking it, man. Thanks, man. I got to go to the... Because like, I, I feel like a cardigan's no good if it's new. I feel like like Bibles, it's got to be used. Um, <laughs> so... So like this one's used. I, I I'm pretty sure I got this one from Goodwill, and dude, I've been sitting on it like twenty bucks. So I gotta I gotta go to Goodwill and I gotta, um, I, I gotta, I do like literally the shirts that I wear and and keep wearing and like really enjoy are usually the ones I get from Goodwill or something like that. I don't know why. Hmm. It's just the way it is. Huh? Did you have something else? Are you fixing to hit something up? No, go ahead. Yeah, you are. Hey, thanks for the donuts this morning, by the way. You're welcome. I don't need you. You, you ate two. I've, ate, I've eaten two, so I, that will change, though, okay. before I leave. So. You should. Yeah. Um. What are we talking about today, JP? <laughs> We've been trying to figure that out. Actually, I have I haven't, something I thought of. You're right. We can just turn it on and see what happens. So, so okay, we're did. both in seminary. Yeah. We're both doing theological I'm studies. I'm not in seminary. I'm technically in the college, but continue. Wait, you're doing... You're doing preacher studies. You can call it that. Preacher school. Yeah, okay. All right. Pretty soon a horse is going to come in. Sorry. <laughs> Good. All right. So, I'm fixing to be done with it. Praise the Lord. I'm ready to be out of school. Yeah. But something I've, that's been a constant fight, so we're at like, we're at kind of like the bookends of theological education. Sure. You're at kind of the beginning of at the end, and there's all that in between. I've experienced in between. You're looking forward to the in between, mm-hmm. right? So it's kind of an interesting little place there. Yeah. Um, but something I've had to fight against like the whole time, and you've, I wonder if you like you've seen this yet, is this uh, this this kind of incessant need, and everyone around you seems to have it when you're in the classroom. These people studying theology, it's just to have Bible knowledge. But what ends up happening is, like, we're chasing Bible knowledge, just Bible knowledge. So much Bible knowledge. And there's a lot of times very little application. It's true. Yeah. Like just regular life. Yeah. Um, well, that, it's funny, kind of funny because, like, a lot of the times, 
Um, there's no application, so out of that comes no adoration. Oh, wow. Isn't that crazy? Dude, that is, I mean, no kidding, that's really good. That's You need to write that down. Did you get that from somewhere? I honestly just, I, I'll be honest with you, I honestly just thought of it. Because that's so true, though. Thanks, man. Um, I didn't realize what, I could have a smart thought. It's crazy. <laughs> You're wearing the cardigan, dude. <laughs> dude, it's the cardigan. I got a haircut and a cardigan and, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, okay, yeah, so, yeah, oh, um. But yeah, no, that's that's what I've noticed a lot in school is that we care so much about the knowledge, but as far as the application in life, you know, and I feel like that's what, a lot of times what I can get tied into. I want knowledge just for the sake of learning, mm-hmm. um, but like as far as applying it to my life, what, <laughs> why, you know, that yeah, kind yeah. of thing, uh, when that's the whole point really is to apply the gospel to your life. Um, so where, 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 where were you going with that? (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to find a Wendell Berry quote. You know, I mean, what we're talking about has, is basically the theme of the podcast, applying all the gospel to all of life, which is kind of why I wanted to chase that theme. Yeah. Or chase that, like make that the whole theme of the, of the middle cross podcast. Um, where are we going with this? I think it's something, I think it's a temptation in the pew too. It can it can be a temptation on either side okay, for sure and to know too much and to not literally know anything because let's just think about it like some of the dangers of having a, a a wealth of knowledge without any desire to apply that to everyday life yeah what do you what 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 becomes of that individual it's like worthless <laughs> they are extremely prideful what I, what I've seen happen quite a bit too is that. That's what's um, seminaries produce guys like that a lot of times. Yeah. Um, when they're not tied to real life ministry, in the middle of their theological education, they end up becoming like ivory tower preachers. Mm-hmm. Like political preachers, kind of thing. Uh, maybe ish. Yeah. I was thinking a lot of times those guys are scared to even talk to, about politics. Yeah. From what I've seen. Yeah. Like they're. They're scared. They want a nuance around everything. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that there's the people that earth like regular folks I found hate is when someone's too nuanced. And now I'm at the point where I don't like that either. Yeah. Like say what you got to say. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. Yeah. There's things that need nuance, but everything doesn't. So the reason that also this is kind of coming up is because I'm studying through First John. And um, John is countering Gnosticism, which, um, like the 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 underlying like wrong assumption about the world that Gnosticism assumed is that the physical world is bad, and just spiritual is good, like even bodies bad, Mm. everything physical bad. Yeah. Um, So John was countering that entirely. What ended up happening, like what comes of that assumption? Is well, okay. Then Jesus wasn't really incarnate. Jesus wasn't born. He's not um, the God Man. He might. He's he's just God, right? Well, when you, when you have that, the gospel falls apart because Jesus wasn't man. He didn't come to the earth, and if he didn't come to the earth, he didn't go to the cross. Mm-hmm. If he didn't go to the cross, there's no salvation. Yeah. If he didn't take on flesh, yeah. So that's a huge problem. Mm-hmm. 
Now, where we are in our day and time, uh, there's no Gnostics around here. Like, not just that we're going to encounter in everyday lives. There's no um, Gnostics that would say they are. John had some, like Serenthus was a contemporary of John. Um, John did not like Serenthus at all. He's a false teacher. But what we do have that I find a lot of times, both in the pulpit and also in the pew, is basically, um, how, how, how should I put it? People that live like Gnostics, even if they will ne- would never say that they actually are that. Mm, yeah. What ends up happening is, well, I'll just regulate everything to do with God to this spiritual realm. That I can't possibly understand kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. so I just don't apply it to real life, the physical world. Yeah. I don't apply it to that literal person that I'm, you know, going back home to see, which is my wife. I just leave all that back at the threshold of the church doors on Sunday morning, mm-hmm. which is what we were talking about a little bit. Like, how do you, you know, what 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 was it that you were saying? Something about, oh, what was it, Mark? Something to do with church and I do a what, lot of talking. What's a what's a lot, very common like in just southern churches? Oh, it's like um. Yeah, um, it's, uh, you know, knowing that, you know, you, you can't, you, you don't get to heaven just by being a good person, you don't, you know, you, there's no application to life, like, at all. It's it's kind of like, you know, the way I like to think about it is, you know, you sit in the pew on a Sunday and the Bible sits in your lap, but it's like you got to hold on to that Bible when you stand up or it's going to fall out of your lap. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of like everything that you've heard, you got to hold on to it or as soon as you stand up, it's going to fall, all fall out of your lap. And so you have to hold on to that and you have to take it out the doors with you. And and that's why uh, there's there's two extremes. So there's the guy that wants to say, 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 uh, build up knowledge for the sake of building up knowledge. And then there's the other person that well, Jesus is enough. Yeah, Jesus is enough. Absolutely. But also his word is enough too. Yeah. So like, have an answer. Do all these things. Well, um, my testimony is good enough. Your testimony is great. That That's that's the power of the word working in you. But <laughs> but you have to know the word, right? And so there's, there's, you know, there's two extremes. And I feel like, I feel like there, 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 there has to be um, some common ground in that. That like, you know, we study, we apply it to life, but then also there's this, there should be this simplicity, right? The way we can just live with our brothers and sisters, and and um, to know that like you can study. There, there's no reason for a Christian to not have an answer. There is enough resources out there. There are enough things. Listen to the unbelievers' question. Yeah. Study for yourself. And get the answer. Yeah. You know? So, like, last Sunday I challenged my people to um, know, know doctrine, know their doctrine better. Yeah. But um, it's funny because in the same week, like on Wednesday night, I also commented so, to someone what we ought to be chasing as Christians is not necessarily just more Bible knowledge, but trying to apply what we already know and then getting in the community of the church and just letting that soak in. Yeah. Because if you walk, if you're walking along with people that love the word, it's it's amazing how this happens. You'll naturally start picking up things and actually wanting to learn more without even re- kind of realizing it. Yeah. A lot of times, that's why I'm like one of the first things when I went with people, like if they're struggling here, there, I'm like, go to church. 
go to, it's like, oh, what's that going to, it's like, no, you, you don't get it. Like God made us so much for community. That is, that's the, one of the first things you need to do. Now, what church you go to makes a difference, mm. but we're not talking about that quite yet. So, okay, started off, my bad. Go ahead, Mark. No, 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 you're fine. And uh, my, my thing is because I'm, I'm assuming that just believers listen to this podcast. Yeah. Or, um, but when people come to church, when there's new believers that are studying for themselves and that are questioning things in the don't be afraid of that. No, that that's that's the huge thing. Don't be afraid. I mean, there's there's sixty six books. There's thousands of verses. That don't you think that a question is going to come up somewhere in there? I mean, Abraham questioned God right in Genesis. Yeah. So David. it's like don't yeah, Asaph. don't be afraid when new believers question things in the Word or they say something to you that you've never even heard of. That's the time where you got to take what ha- they have to say. And then go research it for yourself. Don't don't try to extinguish their their flame to want to study God's word just because you yeah. don't study your word on your own. Go back and study that thing for yourself. See, so yeah, uh, my biggest thing is like don't don't be afraid when new believers start questioning things. I mean that's that's all part of growing, right? Yeah, absolutely. So we got okay. The first thing I mentioned was what it looks like when someone has a lot of head knowledge but done a lot of application. Um, I think part of that. They're not going to love people well, right? You, you know what I'm talking about. Like those, those some of those guys in seminary, and you're like, "Do you have a soul? Like, you know what's what's going on, man?" Yeah. Um, pastors need to fight against that. We spend all a lot, and any kind of minister does spend a lot of the time in the Word prepping to teach. Yeah. Um, don't let that fight against the inclination that because you have quote unquote Bible knowledge that you have more than your own people have. Mm-hmm. That's a bad, bad, bad place to be. Yeah. And that, um, the f- flip side of that is having very little knowledge and just kind of running around trying to do what everyone kind of suggests around you, I think. Those kinds of Christians that basically hook up hip, hip, hook hip to hip to a Christian, one of those Christians that likes to tell you what to do all the time. Yeah. Kind of the holier than thou's. And you start doing everything that they say and tell you to do. And the years down the road, you're like, they were telling me some really dumb things. A so, lot of biblical things. Yeah, and biblical things. That they really, they really couched and made it sound like it was like super good, super good stuff. I, I've seen this over and over and over again, too. Um, and a lot of times it's the people that got hurt themselves that never actually grew out of it and never dove deeper into their word that start trying to tell other people how they need to live their lives according to what they think instead of according to God's word. Yeah. And it actually misdirects Christians. I've watched it, especially like in marriage uh, stuff. Like this couple uh, really looked like they were loving the Lord and they really love to tell people what to do in the church, which is just kind of peculiar. It's like, okay, lo and behold, they really started influencing a lot of these young couples and they were doing all these like practical things. And then down the road they got divorced and most of the people that they were influencing got divorced. Mm. It's like, okay, obviously something was wrong there. So we want to push against both of those. Yeah. And, uh, the word speaks to this. Um, if I could quote the word, 
Ephesians 4.14, so that that we may no longer be children Mm -hmm. tossed to and fro by the winds and carried about by every wind of doctrine. So those of you that say doctrine isn't in the Bible, there it is. By human cunning, by craftiness, by deceitful schemes. So maybe just if we could insert a little application for this, what we've been talking about, um, what would be the best place to start? So Mark, I want Mark JP. I want to, I want to increase my knowledge of the Bible. I want to be able to have an answer. When someone asks me a question, where do I start? I would say the best place to start is what's the first thing you think of when you think of Bible? What's the first question? What's something that you're sure about? Oh, I know that Jesus died for my sins on the cross. Okay. Go into your Bible and start researching that. Yeah. You know, cross-reference that. Be Find that in the Word. Be sure about that. Mm-hmm. And then go on to the next thing. Well, um, it's by grace that I'm saved. It's not through works. All right, we'll go into the Word, research that, cross-reference that, and then start studying that way. So every preconceived notion that you have, everything that you've heard in church from the time you were a child, because honestly, I feel like that's where a lot of the problem comes from. Yeah, I would agree. Is like you hear it over and over and over again in the church. It's it's like almost like only audibly passed down. It's not scripturally passed down. They like, hey, read this. It's only audibly passed down, and then so we just keep on regurgitating the same thing, just like the Pharisees did in the in the temple. They just say what other Pharisees said, and there's no really no end to the word. So everything that you think you know, go back in the word and verify those things. Mm-hmm. And that that you'll be amazed at how much time you can spend studying and how fruitful it'll be for you. So that way when you say these things, and so, well, how do you know that? Oh, <laughs> glad you asked. Yeah, let me show you. Yeah, let me show you. And um, that's... That's the way you can start leading other Christians and being a good Berean mm-hmm. and going back to your word for yourself. Okay, so uh, overall topic we're talking about is what apply- are we talking about? <laughs> applying or living out the truth of the word mm-hmm. and not just knowing the truth of the word. Yeah. Um. There's, uh, I think one of the one of the biggest hmm, challenges too is when you see your pastor or your or a minister not doing this and you don't have an example. So you, you essentially are like, okay, where do I look for an example then? Because there's, it's, it's unbelievable. This is like a soapbox of mine, but I'll, this is our podcast, so we get to t- talk about soapboxes, is ministers um, that don't realize they're in ivory towers. Ministers that, and it's here's here's what's ironic, even the guy that says, like, "Oh, I'm not that knowledgeable. Oh, I don't study all the time." That's what you're in the ivory tower with. Like you boast about how I'm not the other guy, and then you, so you just regulate yourself to knowing what it is you want to know. But there's still stuff that you're concerned about knowing that others don't. Is that making any sense? Yeah. It's like, I'm the guy that doesn't know everything. That's what I'm going to be known as, and then I'm just going to not apply stuff. I think it's like, I'm just like you. You know, like, I feel like that's what a pastor wants to say to his kind. I'm just like you, you know? Like, I, just, I mean, I don't I don't really know. I'm, I'm just a, you know, I'm just a beggar trying to lead people where there's food, which that's a... It's true, but... It's true. <laughs> if you walked up to a shepherd and said, hey, man, 
um, where, where are you going to lead these sheep? And he goes, man, I'm just like the sheep. I don't know. Doesn't make sense. How much sense does that make? Yeah. To a certain degree, the minister is called to actually be knowledgeable, but the minister is also called to actually be among the sheep. That's where I think the problem is. Well, and that's what, like, I remember you talking about this a while ago. Um, but, like, like taking it seriously as a minister, and, you know, this is probably for ministers, but this is also probably for believers that see their example in their minister. If a church, <laughs> if a church is paying you to be the pastor, be the pastor. Mm-hmm. Like, it's okay for you to get as much knowledge as you can for the sake of leading your congregation. Mm-hmm. Like, not that you're always be like, oh, well, you know, this and this and that and that and that. But when someone has a question for you, man, you'll at least be able to lead them in the right direction. Or be like, well, I'm, I'm not really too sure. Let me go back and study that. Yeah. Like, yeah. that to me, that's that's a pastor's job. And that's, like, that's why even as a youth minister, I take my position seriously. Because when one of these students has a question, mm-hmm. like, a really, really good question, I want to be able to answer it. Yeah. Like, I want to be the person that they look to for not because I, I not because it does anything for my self esteem or anything like that, but because I want them to you know have someone that they can come to with these challenging type questions. And I know you feel that same way about about your office of pastor. And it's like I want to be the you know I want to be the leader, and the leader has to know what's going on. Yeah, and the leader the leader leads best when he spends time with his Lord. That's a really good quote. That the leader leads best. We're just best quoting like we're hitting it off, Dude, man. But the thing is, we we shouldn't act surprised when we say <laughs> something really good. We we just act like it's old hat. You know, it's just, that's just the way it is. Like we always say these incredibly impactful things. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So just don't act surprised, okay? Yeah, that's a <laughs> blow it off. Like, oh yeah, of course, talk like that. Yeah. Um, and that's what, but that's what the person in the pew should do too. Is like. If you, you want to figure out how to apply the Bible to your life and how to not have this gap between like Sunday and Monday. Yeah. Then spend time with your Lord Monday through Saturday. Yeah. Um, Eat the meat, man. Yeah. And so, but I think this is like very, like what we've been talking about is very, very broad. There may not be a whole lot of meat to it, but I think it's a good subject because I think, I think this is one of the places where the church has failed most of all, actually, is teaching people how to apply the gospel to their life. Yeah. I mean, like that, that book that I was talking about that I listened to called Reset. Um, one of the questions the dude asked David Murray in that book is, when's the last time you heard a sermon on rest? And think about it. Most of the sermons you've heard in your life, they're very regulated to just the spiritual world. Yeah, but if you read across the Bible and you, especially like in Christ's ministry and everything else, and even like so, you go to Ephesians and what are the places that Paul, that uh, Paul talks about applying the things that he's talked about, the home, the workplace, and the marketplace. Like things are applied very real. The physical stuff that God's made is very good. Yeah, and when we think our theology doesn't make a difference. If our theology doesn't make a difference in how we walk into our homes or how we even approach food, how we interact with our friends, um, how we um, pay attention to the things going on around us, how we view the issues in the world, like then we've got a we got a big we got a bridge we got to build. Yeah. 
um, which is what we're doing right yeah. here. And if uh, you think, well, I'm not a minister or anything like that, I don't. I guess I don't need to do anything like that. Be that person. Like, if you don't know a person that you can go to and get get Bible answers or get you know encouragement from the Word, hey, why you? <laughs> what could it hurt in trying to be that person? Yeah, you know? it's fine. Yeah, study your Word for your own. You know, yeah. And that's that's the. I mean, that's the Lord's given us His Word, and He's given us a lot, and. Um, you can study it for the rest of your life and still not fully comp- completely comprehend it, but just like the theologian says, you know, even even the child can understand it. Better. Yeah, that I'll we'll come to a close here in a minute. One of the the I can't get it perfect, but the it's a quote from Wendell Berry. If you don't know who Wendell Berry is, I encourage would encourage. Anybody. I don't know who Wendell Berry is. You should you should look him up. Fantastic writer. He's a little too left leaning in some theological areas, but he gets it right when he talks about. Um, the wonder and the beauty of the world that God's made. One of the quotes he has, um, he starts it off by saying, what God has brought together, man has tended to rip asunder. If you notice, there's a lot of things in the world um, that seem to naturally go together, like fruit and dirt. Now think about it for a moment. Isn't that kind of weird? Well, I mean, well, how much it's maybe it's just because I have a childlike imagination, but like it amazes me when you just have this plot of land, this black dirt there, and you can throw seeds in there and nourish them, water them. And because of God's made his world to like take that and develop it, and then out comes this thing and it produces fruit. You have tomatoes, you have vegetables, you have, you know, Grapes, berries, oranges, whatever it is that's the watermelon, right? Mm-hmm. All these things, and they're nourishing. And I think where we mess up a lot of times as Christians... Dude, when dirt isn't nourishing. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that that's it. We assume the dirt's not nourishing, but we want the fruit. Yeah. We assume that you don't have to... That the, that the, the seed of the Word doesn't have to actually find its way into the depth of the dirt of our hearts and then produce fruit out of that, that we can just keep it on the outside and somehow still find fruit. Yeah, that's really good. But life just doesn't work that way. Yeah, that's true. And I'm thankful that it doesn't because the way God has made it to work is very good. So in other words, if you want to get one little thing out of what we've talked about this whole time, as much as we love to ramble, um, Take God's word seriously and apply whatever it is that you know right now. Seek to apply it to the best of your ability and to the glory of God. And keep on learning more. Yeah. All right. Are we Are we good? I think we, I do. I think we are good. A little bit of a shorter episode today. That's okay. Well, I haven't I haven't quite actually ended the recording yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That's we have to actually conclude it, Mark. That's embarrassing. Thank y'all for being with us. It's been good to talk to you, Mark. The other, the other host, Mark Gaylor. This is your host, co-host, J.P. Barden. So we'll see you guys next time. <laughs>